This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. It began with the forging of the great films. Three were given to grateful audiences, but the hearts of men are easily corrupted, and three lesser films were also created, and a prequel series was invented by Amazon who above all else desires power, and some things that should not have been forgotten were lost, until the three great films were discussed by the most unlikely creature imaginable, a podcast, Bacon Sale. For Frodo! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That was awesome. I felt it. Thank you. It, yeah. I, yeah. That was your best Kate Blanchett yet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was the theatrical. I had an extended that went well beyond the intro, and I had Save to trim, 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 trim. Extended trim. show. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to Bake Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our casual dining tier. It was quite <laughs> so casual. Crazy. Yeah. Quite and casual we were. And I mean, I, was very hungry. I appreciate There was a lot of people who got really involved uh, as... It happens on a lot of shows. Uh, Krub Dutler on Twitter gave a full emoji summary of his lists, mm-hmm. which I was watching in the middle of the night while I was feeding my child and, and just trying to figure out what all those meant. And I, I got them. I was pretty proud oh, of myself. Okay. Yeah. But also, Chris Anderson says, I both love and loathe episodes where food is discussed. I love listening to the witty banter, but loathe listening to food talk while hungry, which is what happened this time around. Looks like I'm having Texas Roadhouse for dinner. We should get paid for what we do. We really should. <laughs> Nicolette Perez-Turner says, I'm so hungry. Uh, the so is capitalized. Oh, okay, Even good. though I have little desire to go to any of these restaurants, I think I might go have some soup and salad from Olive Garden for lunch. And I love this is my favorite part. Zach is correct. Okay. We call. Why do you all, like that part? We call. I don't know. Why would I? We call all these uh, TGI Apple Chili Bees. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they all right. kind of mesh and blur yeah. into one. Yeah. In your tummy. And then finally, Crumpy Lady Rachel Crump says, "I have to agree with Joel uh, that the cheese fries at training table are overrated." Mm, wow. To which there was a comment, and things got nasty. They did from some other guy named Adam Crump. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. oh, that's right. We said you're overrated. They are <laughs> to awesome. his wife. To his wife, <laughs> and then she says, "Cry about it. Just go to JCW's and have, get some." Then what have we done on Bacon Cell? I don't want to cause marital discontent. We just it was awkward. I said finally, I just need to put this out. This is from me. This is from Zach's heart. Listener, sometimes you do not that thing, that listening thing. When I specifically said, I don't care about your Italian place. Kyler, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Rachel, I'm not making food. Did you hear that part where I said I don't like he making hates food? making stuff. Don't say that your bread is better or you cook a good steak. I'm not doing that thing. That's all. Feed him. <laughs> I'm going to not that cheap restaurants for exactly. not you that okay? good food. You good? Or not that good service. We okay here? Oh, we're good. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wow. I love. I love. I honestly love the bacon cell community. <laughs> Particularly, <laughs> things go unhinged on Twitter. Just check us out. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about today. Thank goodness. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about the Lord of the Rings. Dun, 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 now, da, it's, da. it's been a while since we've talked about anything Way too specifically long. Lord of the Rings related. Way too long. I want to talk about it every week. But why are we talking about it today? What 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 made us do it? Because we have a guest. We oh. have a guest. She's been sitting there awkwardly waiting for us to introduce her. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? My name's Glow. Hi, Glow. Hey, Glow. Glow Clendaniel from from Patreon, one of our patrons. We never stumble over your name I when know, we read right? it in the patron list. I actually, I wait to hear how you're going to say it. No, did we actually time. mess up almost every time and no, then I edit it and make close. it normal. It's very close. What, what are we saying wrong? Clarify. No, I even so- say it sometimes okay. wrong. It's Clendaniel. 
What do we oh, say? Oh, the emphasis is different. Yeah. We say Clendaniel. We Clendaniel. Yeah. Oh. But oh. sometimes oh. I'll kind of even mess up my own name and do like, you know, Clendaniel. I don't know. Well, if, if you've listened to us say it on the show for the last you know, year or whatever. We're sorry. Yeah. It's yeah. very close. It sounds right. <laughs> but they can sell. They can tell, yeah. <laughs> but Glow, uh, we have you here because you are a, a fan of fantasy. You enjoy fantasy novels, fantasy films. Is that is that fair to say? Like, yes. Tell us a little bit about your... How deep your, does your love go? How deep does your love go for fantasy? That was what I started reading when I was a kid, was fantasy. So Did you start off right in the deep end with like uh, Tolkien? No, or? no. Really kind of unknown unicorn books. Okay. <laughs> Some of the things when I was reading. My favorite genre. Actually. <laughs> Kent in, has every unicorn book ever this made. This is when I was 10. The last okay. unicorn? <laughs> I haven't read it yet. What? Well, I tried to get it checked out from the library and um, there's like, a, like only one copy. This is the ebook one. It just kept saying it like I was number like 50 on the holds. Oh, sorry. So I, I gave the first up. 49. Yeah. I gave up. Um, so I haven't read I've, I've watched it and that's like. But it started your love of reading. Yes. Unicorn books. Unicorn. Which is delved into now fantasy. Yeah. Well, and what kind of stuff? Uh, maybe a little bit deeper dive for a lot of our listeners. Um, could you recommend? Well, I mean, if you like Lord of the Rings, then you would also like the um, Sword of Shannara. I can't say it right. Yeah. Sword of Shannara. Shannara. Clint Daniel. Uh, Shannara. <laughs> Shannara. Oh, sh- yeah. oh, Shannara. The, the popular singer Shannara Twain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're very similar. And then... The Wheel of Time, which mm, very I, popular, yeah, also really very long. popular, very long. Okay, longer um, than Stephen King. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, there's eighteen books. Something. It's a like lot that. of books. It's in the teens, so there's a lot of them. Um, so is my maturity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, you know, Harry Potter and then Outlander. Like I consider those. I mean, that's fantasy as well. Oh yeah. Why um, fantasy ladies. is still fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. And I. Really enjoyed all of the Shadow and Bone. Oh yeah, and that's um, a show on Netflix now. And all, and all of these a, things are being. It's an okay show. It's I, okay. I hear the adaptations of a lot of this stuff is mm-hmm. real watered down for audiences because people people can't handle the deeper stuff. Yeah. Yet it they gets still try. Really in it, the books, they'll get really into the weeds of the mythology of stuff. That's very true. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the history of like, oh, well, this is how this happened. And seeing as as how we're talking about Lord of the Rings today, yes, we are going to be primarily speaking about the films, but the books definitely are, um, shall we say, deeper yeah. than the movies. That in the sense of there's a lot of details, and you could even dive deeper into like the Cimmerian or the Hobbit. You know, Hobbit's not deeper, but expanded universe of of the Tolkien. index in the end. Yeah, that there's, does yeah. the whole there's appendices yes. of the book. Like if you really want to get into yeah. everything else that and happens. At Glow, I have to say thank you for doing this show for a couple reasons. First of all, just the fact that I was able to rewatch all have a have a reason to rewatch the entire series again was so much fun. And you don't I rewatch it. them every year? Uh no, although I should. Because I really do enjoy them. For me, it's as soon as, as soon as the weather grows crisp. It's Lord it's, of the Rings uh, time. Post Halloween is when I watch yeah. fantasy really? movies. November. Yeah. Do you watch theatrical or extended? Extended. Okay, there you go. Extended is great. I have Every heard time. people argue that the theatrical is better because of the streamlined nature of it. Yeah. It, well, Peter Jackson himself has said they're not better; they're just more. And there is more. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I have the stats right here. The, the if you're going to watch three Lord of the Rings movies, it is nine hours, nine point three hours. If you're going to watch the extended version, that is 11.4 hours of movie. <laughs> it's a lot of movie. So good. Oh, the, the reason I was going to thank you is because I recently just finished reading Lord of the Rings for the first time. 
Like, I never read it before. I'd seen the movies. And I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to start with The Hobbit, and then I'm going to read Lord of the Rings. And so I just finished Return of the King literally, like, maybe a month ago for the first time ever. And really enjoyed kind of seeing the differences Did between help the book and the movie. Watching the movies after this? Even though you've seen the movies a few times. Oh, yeah. I, I knew the movies yeah. well. So it was like every time something Or did you become one up. of those people where you're like, the book was so, so much, much better. better. That's, that's <laughs> Thank <what> you, Glow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that surround sound right there. Well, what I find so fascinating is I didn't realize how much Peter Jackson changed. Yeah. For the sake of the just pacing of the movie and the structure. Yep. Tight entertainment yeah. in and a lot of ways. There's parts of the movie that I love that are not in the book. Yeah. And then there are parts of the book that I really enjoyed that I'm like, why wasn't that in the movie? So it was kind of fun to see the differences. So thank you for uh, hitting the right time of when I just finished and still very fresh in my mind and for letting me watch this again. And thank you because they're masterpieces. Yeah, they I are. love them. And I love they're to amazing. talk about them. Yeah. But before we get into that, we have some questions we'd like to ask you. So we have a series here of 11 questions. We're going to shoot these at you rapid fire. I want you to answer as quickly as possible. Even if you don't have a strong opinion, just pick one and make one of us mad. No judgment. Or happy. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, Glow. Here we go. Number one. Which is better, Karate Kid or Karate Kid 2? Karate Kid. Mm-hmm, you're right. Uh, which is worse, Star Wars what, Episode 1 or Star Wars Episode 2? Episode 2. You are right again. You're doing Hello. great at this quiz. Hello. Uh, do you rate movies using stars or letter grades? Neither really, but I guess stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Default. <laughs> which is the more America movie, Rocky 4 or Independence Day? Rocky 4. There we go. I'll take that. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Halloween. Yes. Mm-hmm. Buffy or X-Files? <laughs> Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> so good for me there. Uh, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was a gimme. Which is more Christmassy, Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yes! Yeah! You just said okay. So okay, Glow. Yes. Take it easy. She's smiling. The word is getting sucker. around. Hey, the uh, word is Glow. getting around. It's more Christmas. There's Glow. Christmas tree Lying that- is not okay on Bacon Cell. <laughs> There's way more Christmas in Lethal Weapon than there is in Die Bingo. Hard. Who invited you besides Bingo. me? <laughs> Let's change the course of the show now. It's a Lethal Weapon We're Christmas show. We're now having the fight again. Phantom of the Opera or Les Miserables? Phantom. Okay. Labyrinth or Neverending Story? Labyrinth. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You. I think you edged me out just by I a little bit. I am so happy. With, regardless of how it went, I'm just happy with that. <laughs> Even I, if Lethal Weapon is the only win you got. That's, that's the only win. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that's amazing. So thank you, Glow, for participating in that ridiculous quiz. And thank you for being here. And I think if we're ready, let's dive into Middle Earth, shall we? Let's. So we have 12 categories. It, that seems specific. Why? Going, why are we going through 12? Because it's extended. We are extended. one for each hour. Yo, geez. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'll cut it down to nine and we'll make it theatrical. Three of them. <laughs> that's three fine. Of them and they're only six and one on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. We're going to go through 12 categories where all four of us will be answering and your answers will be better than mine. Why, Zach? Are you not a big fan? I'm, I, are you not well versed? I am a casual for sure. I'm not. I've never read the books. Have you seen the movies maybe never once? Oh, I've seen the, uh, probably seen the theatricals twice and the extended a couple of times. My mom put them on uh, mm-hmm. a fair amount. Uh, I've probably seen the two towers the most. Yeah. Because that was her favorite. So right. she would put That's it on. That's the best extended one, I think. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree because, I don't know, bias. But also around my house, we have a special edition where when we're watching Return of the King, Every time Frodo's on the screen, we just hit the next scene button. Oh. So that's what I grew up watching. Um, so you have no idea what happened to the, the ring. the ring bearer. I you mean, have no idea what happened to the ring at the end. I've seen it once. Sometimes those, those scenes are kind of hard to get through. They're a little cringy. What? Okay? They, they are. are. Not the end. Like the very He's end is carrying good. the weight of Middle Earth around his neck. But, but, but like there's battles happening elsewhere. 
But Sam. But when you jump over Frodo, you jump over Sam. I don't like when people are constantly teary-eyed. And that's Why Sam is that, all. Zach? Sam, Why do you hate me? Sam and Frodo are so teary-eyed when they look at each other. It's like you two Zach, jokers Zach, looking at each other Zach, every bacon sale episode. Friend of all friends. What? I would carry you if you needed it. And I understand that. Zach, it's okay to and show me. I would okay? call you an Uber. <laughs> okay. Driver? I don't know. I think it's an orc name. <laughs> it doesn't have enough uh, yeah. weight yeah. in it for no. it to be a I, uh, orc name. I wouldn't carry you, but I'd see to it that you were taken care of. Thank you. So we have <laughs> 12 drunk in Middle Earth. <laughs> that will each That's be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> that will each be giving an answer for. Uh, correct? Am I good there? Yes. yes. Okay, so let's start shall jumping we? into these, shall we? I mean, this is the first one. Uh, I love this category because this, to me, is the stuff I like in these movies, which is best battle. <laughs> but let's start with Glow. Glow, being our guest here on the show, can you go first and give us your answer for best battle? Well, there's only one choice. It's absolutely, there's only one choice. There's only one. There's only one. Yeah. Joel, do you have honorable mentions that maybe you want to mention sometimes because even I, though you may agree? I didn't. I went all in on my answers. Oh, because I have honorable mentions I think need okay. to be mentioned. I have one as well, but okay. I mean, obviously it's the fight that's on the fields outside of Minas Tirith. Oh, what? 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 There's only one and you picked that one? In the Return of the King. <laughs> I like how we're mocking her. Thanks for joining us. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not mocking. It's just when you said there's one answer, I thought we were all Oh, yeah, me too. That no, that's, that's we were, the only I was, good one. I wasn't going to say only okay. good one. Yeah. No, paint the picture or for best us. best one. Well, you've got the Third Riders movie. of Rohan, right? right. They're, they're, the guys on horses. Yep, they all you know, get up there in the line, and then Theoden gives his speech, which is short, but it's to the point. Yeah. And then they charge, and then the music is going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the fields of Plenithor? Plenithor, yeah. <laughs> is that, I'm going to say all these you have to, by the I think yeah. you have to Plenithor. look it up or have read the books. Yeah, it's the one by Minas Tirith. It's the daytime battle. Yeah, and then the the elephants they show up. Yeah, elephants are super the cool. Elephants. Legolas yep. is great. Timothy. Ghost army. Yeah, Timothy elephants. Well, I could do without the <laughs> ghost <teeth>. army. <gasps> it's a little bit of a. It's just like it's a. They're a little OP, machina, right? Yeah, I yeah. love the yeah. ghost army. Oh, it's like oh, we've got this you that know was invincible a, army that's just going to come in and take care of everything. Which was awesome, and I was actually bugged that that is not in the books. No. Yeah. Those are my different. favorite parts of the movie, not in the books. Different. Mm. And then you've also got Eowyn. Who comes in and uh, kills the Nazgul? Yeah, with the help of Mary. You have the, of Mary. Don't don't yeah. he don't give him any slight yeah. there. He lost his hand too. And it's also a fight that's in he lost daylight. His hand? Well, mm-hmm. when they when they stab the Witch King, they get shocked and they're unable to use yeah. their hands oh, for okay. a while. Yeah, yeah, but it's also in daylight, so you can see what's happening. It's not raining and it's not dark. Because she's bashing on all our pick, which was <laughs> three, two, one, Helm's Deep. I mean, it's a good choice. I, I have nothing it's against really your choice. Great. In fact, you've got Legolas, you know, riding on a like snowboard. You just dumb it down to Disney's Tarzan. <laughs> my wife watched a clip of that and she's like, when was this made? Well, that's, that, doesn't, that feels out of place. <laughs> but it worked because <laughs> of the skateboarding. Yeah. No, Helm's Deep. This is 300 men in Helm's Deep against 10,000 Urukai, which are orcs. We got to dumb it a little bit down. Uh, Urukai are tall orcs. They're orcs. Tall orcs. <laughs> Okay. With big heads. What are the short orcs called? Sharks. Uh, goblins. Orkies. <laughs> Probably. Orkies. But I think Helm's Deep is the greatest battle possibly ever put to film. And it's weird that it's in a fantasy movie. It's 35 minutes of straight action. And what it does so well is the pacing is beautiful. Because this is like a battle of the 300 versus the 10,000 that well, we've all 
heard about through mythology and, and one everything. side literally has their back up against the wall yes. and they're just they having are, to stop trapped. them from coming and in granted they have the wall to their advantage oh. but they are just being oh, pressed man. upon the horn remember, remember that time when the guy's running with the olympic flame oh yeah through the thing. take him down oh man yeah it's oh. a great moment it's a great moment it but. is and granted this is at night and so it's a little easier to hide things but i still think the miniatures they use in both battles are actually amazing but in this one, you have Aragorn. Are we call him Aragorn? Aragon? Aragorn? Aragorn is a different thing. <laughs> um, yes. Oregano. Aragorn. Oregano. He is willing. Like he is willing to die for this other kingdom that he's not even a part of. And they ride out. It's the first light of the fifth day at dawn. Look to the east, and Gandalf comes out as Gimli's blowing the horn. I'm a little passionate about this. Yeah. Sorry, guys. With the Riders of Rohan. Riders of Rohan. They come down and save the day. It's beautiful. Now, they I, were, I actually, I love your choice as well, Glow. It's okay. No, here's the thing. I mean, that. I, I want to say this because when I heard Best Battle, my immediate thought was Helm's Deep. And then when I saw the battle by Minas Tirith, uh, the battle of the Fields of Plenithor, I really kind of went, man, this is a really good one, too. Even though I already had my answer as Helm's Deep, and I was hoping one of you would bring up the other battle because yeah, they're both true. so much fun. The, the, these are the two that stand out for sure. Um, my, I barely edged uh, Helm's Deep above. Because, uh, I, I don't know, the ghost army and the CG elephants were like a little not a as much. cool. Okay. Right? That has, there, there's, these movies generally have aged really well. But there's a couple moments of CGI. And it's like Legolas swinging around on the, on the thing like, and skateboarding down off of the, oh, the, hey, the elephant trunk. Shot. Hey. But it's like. That, that may visual. come up later. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's a cool moment. But like the CGI <laughs> is, is, is not what it used to be. Sure. And so, again, we're splitting hairs here. So I put Helm's Deep above yeah well and fun facts about this battle uh they filmed it mostly at night as you know sometimes in natural rain sometimes in artificial rain for three months Can't they imagine. were filming this battle for three months and they had a quarter scale model and they had like a 185th scale model and then full-size sets and cgi this is this is a coming together of technical and visual wizardry just watching it all happen and like kent said both of these battles have like cool moments that i really enjoy this one has kind of that hopelessness of we're gone. This is it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I die, I die with them. And then they're like going to, you know, grab their swords and one last. OK, let's just go do it. And then the cavalry come, literally comes riding in. And I love that moment and seeing the dawn come. But on the other hand, same with the, the Battle of Ministerith. Fantastic. Because once again, when they go charging in and like they know it's not going to go well for them. And yet they still still win because then, oh, is that the one? Is that when Gandalf does the staff with the bright thing getting the Nazgul away? Yeah, it has to be. He does it for both. Well, he com comes in with his staff for Helm's Deep as well with the yeah, brightness. But it's, but, it's the, but it's the, it's, that's the, it's the Nazgul that he's, yes. they're the flying Nazgul's in and it's like great clouds yeah. and the, the and light yeah. to... Black Gate's cool. Black Gate's cool because that's their final push there, yeah. Yeah. But Honorable gives a great speech. Honorable so basically Black we're just saying Gates. every That'll battle's good. Every battle's good. Every yeah. battle. There's good battles in this. In My this honorable show. mention was um, the destruction of Isengard because I yeah. love the end. Oh, yeah. That the is so satisfying. That's a good one. So the last march of the end. That is I, satisfying. Guys, we're going to spend an hour on this category. Yeah, 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 I, wouldn't, so. I wouldn't have picked that, but that's actually a great it's, I love it's it. It's not very intense and it's pretty short, but But it's perfect it is, because it's sad and they get revenge. It's the revenge. I love that they're just... It's the revenge factor. The answer really saying we're not yeah. going to participate. And then when they see I the knew him from a sapling from an acorn. Oh, man. Heartstrings. Okay, guys, we've got to go fast. We have 12 categories to get through. Much like a battle, our next category is best costume. What? It's best costume. What kind of segue was that? It's just so funny to go from like fighting and, and all this intense stuff to how'd they look? 
<laughs> pretty cute, actually. Yeah. Kent, yeah. you always look cute. Why don't you go first? Pretty handsome. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. The best costume is Sauron. Sauron, Sauron. is the best costume. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, I guess he a actually... A tower with an eye? He does uh, have a costume. Yeah, because... Or you mean corporeal. Uh, corporeal Sauron. Yes, that was my <laughs> band's name in college. <laughs> what kind of music did you guys play? Uh, folk music, oddly enough. I mean, makes yeah. sense. Enya yeah. as well? No, uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary mostly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. So I think Sauron has the best costume because... It's a presence, not a villain in these movies. Mm -hmm. But the minute and a half you probably see Sauron through different clips or the prologue is just enough to set the stage for how threatening this character is. He is is intimidating. And granted, it is just sharp black metal. It's just armor. But the detail, I watched behind the scenes on how they created the armor. They were so precise about every piece of this. And it's meant to be elvish that's been corrupted to be black because of how evil Sauron actually is. And there's like... Elvish lettering on his fingers and stuff like that. They're it's playing so Elvish Presley music. <laughs> Elvish. And it's so wonderful. And I feel like that is iconic for... Because some of the characters, they're wearing cloaks and stuff like that. And that's great. But Sauron is unforgettable. He is unforgettable. And mine is kind of a spinoff on that. Because I chose the Nazgul. Oh, yeah. great. Because the Nazgul, if you don't know, it's the Black Riders, the Ring Wraiths, Dark Riders, Nine Riders. Picture basically a Dementor... With that was that's on steroids and is wearing armor because these guys are wearing those black hoods. You can't see their faces, but just they have the gauntlets yep. on their hands, very much like Sauron. They, they have do. the spiky boots, like when they're walking on, like they could kill you with their shoe. And then even their horses, like it's just menacing. Yeah. And they come along and in the Witch King, I'm counting the Witch King in here as well because he has like the spiky crown and everything. But when they come along, there is a fear of there's like a dread that comes on the audience, which. In the folklore of Lord of the Rings, they primarily intimidate people through fear. Like, they can't sneak anywhere because they radiate this fear around them. But And then they have the Nazgul birds, or the, or the fell beasts, the they fell call beast, them, yep. that they fly around on. And granted, that's more CGI than costume. It's an accessory. But I definitely, if I wanted to intimidate someone on Halloween, I would go as a Nazgul. My answer's dumb. I'll go to Glow. No, you got to give yours. I'll, you have I'll to come, do yours We'll first. come back to mine. Give yours. Glow, okay. give no. yours. Mine's dumb. Um, mine, I'm a girl, so it's Arwen's oh, oh. dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, Arwen, so Legolas. <laughs> no, no, he's, he doesn't, his, his outfit's okay, but, um, no, it's Arwen's dresses and, uh, they, they stand out deliberately. She has, she has many of them. She has a lot of them. Very oh, unique. Do you have one in particular or just her costumes? Well, general? my favorite one is the one from the, the dream sequence. It's the lavender, like, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's Can little, you describe it a little bit just visually for the, for the listener here? It's like ethereal, like it's so it's floaty mm-hmm. um, and it's also like backless and, and it's yeah. You say lavender as well? It's lavender. And kind of shimmering if she I remember right. Floaty yeah. sleeves. She looks like she's glowing when yeah. she's wearing it. So I did notice one part. Pink Liv Tyler as so, well. Something I yeah. didn't really yeah. pick up on. Maybe I did. I just forgot. But when, after Frodo gets stabbed by a Nazgul, I might add, and Arwen comes to him and she's wearing this beautiful, radiant white gown. And I was like, why would she be wearing that in the middle of the forest? And then it shows Aragorn's uh, point of view, and it's like, oh, no, he, that's just how Frodo is seeing her because he's, like, kind of delirious. Mm-hmm. She's actually wearing a regular outfit, but it's a beautiful outfit that she's wearing. So I think that's a great choice yeah. of any of her costumes. I do not like her coronation one, though. The green, no? the yeah. green dress. Well, oh, really? let's face it. Strider doesn't look his best in his king gear either. So. A little bit cheesy. Yeah. It is. And then the, the headdress, it kind of looks like um, someone threw tinsel at her. Head. <laughs> <laughs> that is the elven way. Yeah. She's feeling judged. Throw tinsel. The, uh, the costume designer was put, trying to like emphasize her ears. Yeah. Yeah. 
So she shouldn't have. Yeah. Zach, what's your bad choice? Uh, so I could have. I, I thought about uh, Arwen uh, and all the love. I think about her too. The wear. You could even say, oh, Gandalf looks great. He looks great. Do you say great or gray? He looks great either way. But really, it just because Aragorn's wearing it, I like Aragorn's costume. Okay, because here's why. He looks so cool. He looks so cool to me. Until he's dark. a king. He could also mysterious. pull off the hood as well. He could pull the hood. Yeah. Looks so cool when, he's, when you first see him. Oh, and he's just Strider. like over there in the wood. Strider. So good. And then my favorite part, uh, costume related, is when they go, uh, it's in uh, the two towers. And they're like, hey, you can't have weapons. And they're just pulling out weapons like crazy. Yeah. Like they're about to go through the, the, the scanner detector, at yeah. the uh, metal detector in the Matrix or something like that. And uh, I'm, I, I just think it's really cool. You so it was crush. one of those that if, yes, <laughs> if I was going to wear, that this is what, what I thought of here is if I wanted to wear a costume from Lord of the Rings, it's going to be Aragorn's. Yeah. Makes I, sense. I just think it's, it's a good choice. Can I give just a quick little shout out to just to the leaf clasp? Yeah. That's so good. iconic. Love it. That the hobbits Frodo. wear it. They're little coats. Fun facts about the costumes. Please so um, Viggo Mortensen wore his to go fishing during lunch and nice. also mended his own costume because really? that's just who he is. He's method. Yeah. Yeah. He's Did you hear that he broke his toe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, yeah. No. Zach, we all know this now. <laughs> no. Really? What? I'm kidding. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. No, he's, he's on TikTok. I'm like, Zach, I don't get it. You don't understand. He's on TikTok, and it's a running gag where it's they show the meme of someone watching Lord of the Rings, and they're trying everything in their power not to say, don't say it. Yeah. when he kicked that helmet, he actually broke his toe. <laughs> Did you know when they threw that knife, he actually hit it with a sword? Yeah. Any other fun facts? Some of them had up to about 40 different versions or, or copies of the costume. Mm. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. Imagine. I mean, these are ornate things. Yeah. 40. And there were like more than 18,000 costumes total. I once dressed as Frodo to the Harry Potter book release party. I remember that. You that was the tallest you hobbit ever. You. Yeah. You. I like attention. You alt boy. <laughs> uh. Did right. you have hairy feet? Yeah. Okay. I taped on hairy feet. You. <laughs> Next up, we have best creature slash villain. Joel. So I could have gone with the easy Sauron, but yeah. I decided that I feel like the best villain, and maybe it's just because I got done reading the books, but it's Saruman. It is Christopher Lee, long white hair, okay. Saruman, because he is, he's a wizard. He's, he's much like Gandalf in the sense of he is a Valar. He's, he's a kind of an angel t- sent to earth is kind of what they are, but his power is in his voice. He speaks and people just start believing him and obeying him. No. Not because he's charismatic, which he probably is, but because he literally is casting a spell. Like when he's like, as he's Master talking. Kenobi. And he, yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, throughout the book, it talks about how just the way he talks to people and influences people. And then he is the one kind of, you know, tearing down Isengard and building his fortress there and raising the forest. And in the books, he does have a lot more to do later on. He goes and ruins the Shire, yeah. essentially. And it's one of those last minute kind of like, how dare you? We already beat the bad guy and you're still here. Mm-hmm. So he was this prevalent villain throughout the entire thing. I absolutely hated him in the books and more than in the movies, honestly. And I'm sad that in an extended edition, you don't get to see him meet his, de- or excuse me, in the theatrical version, you don't get to see him meet his demise. You get to see it in the extended version and it's very satisfying to watch Wormtongue just stab him. So spoiler alert. <laughs> and then be impaled. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Uh, oh, I that's, shouldn't. I shouldn't be so happy about that. But it's Saruman. <laughs> Which, by the way, Saruman, Sauron. Yeah, I'm surprised Gandalf didn't catch that connection earlier. <laughs> yeah, they were bit. friends. <laughs> um, I actually initially picked that one too, but I was it was between two. So I'll guess I go with the uh, creature villain. Uh, come on, it's the Balrog. 
Balrog is Balrog is so cool. Like that is such an awesome design. My favorite player in Street Fighter. <laughs> the way that it was implemented in the movie, the the way that they're you know you're always running from it. It's this thing that's larger than you can imagine, but also in the shadows and creepy. And then when you finally see it there on the bridge, what's amazing about the Balrog is oh. because you don't totally see it, right? It's yeah. engulfed in flames and yeah. shadow. But it is the world building that happens just through two lines of dialogue. Yep. Like Gandalf just says, like a Balrog, a demon of the ancient world, and Legolas, an elf, is scared. And, when he and then he says, swords, run. And your swords will do nothing, or swords are no good, or something like that. Yeah, the, the dwarves, they built Moria, and they went a little too the deep. Mines, and they, yes. they woke up Balrog. And it was the end of him. This Balrog in the movie, it's Durin's Bane is what they call it because it killed King Durin. Now, bring it back once again because I yeah, feel like... I'm going really deep with this. I feel like we're going pretty geeky here, so we got to make sure that people Balrog know. Balrog looks a like a giant minotaur that has a flaming sword bolt. and a flaming whip. Like the last unicorn. Yeah, and it's the you shall <laughs> hey, not pass unicorn part. <laughs> Sorry, Zach, I had to jump in there. I, it's a great choice. It's, it's one of the things that I liked the most. Uh, I think uh, every time I, I watch that movie, I... As soon as that part's about to happen, I start to get really excited. I'm like, oh, this is where it gets super intense. Yeah. Yeah. Because that it it takes you back through the ages of Middle Earth in one short scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Glow. I went with Gollum. Hey. Now that is a fantastic choice because he is one of those creatures slash villains the story would not be complete without. True. I don't have too much more to say about Gollum. We can can add on you. you. For me, it was between Gollum and the Balrog because they're both so amazing. I didn't really consider villains first for some reason. I was going more creature because yeah, I wanted yeah. to like go with what they pulled off with the effects. And I think what they did was showing Gollum as much as they did. And, know, and I think the CG still holds up. It does. Do you know what I astounding. hate, by the way? I hate that, that the voice and persona of Gollum has been parodied so many times right. that now when you go back and watch it, it sounds like Andy Serkis is doing a Gollum impersonation, yeah. which yeah. isn't true. At the time, it was like, this is it's unique astounding. and new. Unfortunately, when every guy discovers that they can kind of do that voice, they <laughs> do it. And it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say about Joel? Yeah. Okay. And real honorable mention, I'm sorry, this is the only time I'll mention The Hobbit here, but Smaug. I like, I like Smaug a lot. Smaug is, is the I think Smaug is of the, an of amazing the dragon yeah, creature. Sure. That, the, just the conversation at the end of the second movie yes. that they have, when it's just like, okay. you know, uh, Bilbo's hiding and Smaug's talking to him. But guys, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to mention The Hobbit. Let's just move forward. Yeah, you we can don't talk about, about that. That's the one good part. I'm surprised none of you guys mentioned Shelob, though. The giant spider. Yeah. I'm not afraid I, of spiders. I had already seen the second Ooh. Harry Potter. Yeah, this one's a much better spider than Aragog. Aragog? Yeah. Aragog. Yeah. Oregano. <laughs> Aragorg? Aragog. Yes. Bless you. Aragon. <laughs> yes. Because uh, Shelob does, especially... Uh, well, For people that are afraid of spiders... No, but even Fantastic. then, like reading the books, it's like the way they describe her is horrifying and the way she smells and, and moves. It's terrifying. The movie does look a little CGI, but still that stinger, every time it comes out, I wince. Hey, who's in that scene? So, oh, yeah, I, sk- I, I skipped it. Sam and wow. Frodo, the hearts of the movie. Yeah, that's the yeah. pass. Give me, give me the fist of the movie. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have, we have best or worst omission from the books. Omission so, meaning they didn't put it in the movie. They didn't put it in the movie. And so I'm going to go first, and my you guys are going to be mad at me for my answer, but I stand by it. I, I appreciate that the movies are leaner. I could they even have make to an, be. I could even make an argument for the theatrical release. I like that they are trimmed down. I, I understand there's so much lore. You can so, add depth, but for I example, like that it's digestible. In the Two Towers book, there is a huge segment in the Entmut. Do you want to Ent- explain the, what that is? The walking, tr- walking and Talking Trees are reading poetry nonstop to Marion Pippin. Yeah. And if you're a fan, you're like, well, give me yes. more. It's a little There's tedious, depth. 
But that is not, well, it's still long in the movie, not quite as long. I appreciate that even though these movies are super long, they are still breezy compared to the to the books. Yes. Um, so for a casual like myself, I understand that there could be more, and I appreciate that there isn't. Okay. And, and it seems like a mean answer, so but all, it's more all because... All omissions it, are good. <laughs> I, I think the things that were cut out... If especially the 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 lore things, I'm okay with because it means like okay, we have to still make this point, but we have less time to do it. Leaving out some of that lore, that's for like the Shelob. There's so much backstory yeah. in the book about this monster, yeah. and you don't get any of it in the movie. It's and just it's, a, okay. it's just a mindless spider, and it's okay. Yeah, mine is Tom Bombadil. Is I it do okay? Not like Tom Bombadil. <laughs> so, so you're, you're happy. You're happy that you put that in there. I am happy because that, that, that was taken out early in the Fellowship's yes. journey. Can you explain Tom Bombadil to the listener? No, <laughs> I can't. You'd um, rather not. I'd rather not. Tom Bombadil. It's a character in the forest. Yeah, he's a magical character that is like all powerful. Turns in a, into in a bear, a, I think. Yeah. At one point. Um. That's Bayorn. Oh, Bayorn. That's from. They Hobbit. cut him down too. That's right. They I'm did. sorry. I got it mixed up. Which one's Tom Bombadil then? He's he shows up early in the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Very early. So they're they've only like just barely left the Shire and they run into uh, issues. Um, a, a tree tries to eat them. That's another part that gets cut out. Yeah. All the below. And Tom Bombadil's just this magical creature. That's it. He takes care of them and he like feeds them for like That's multiple right. nights. Yeah. Multiple nights. I think it's more than one. Before they, this is before they get to Rivendell. Yes, yeah. way before then. Yeah, no, I get it. Although it's a fun name to say. It is really fun Let's to say. Let's all say it together. Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. He also sings Tom a lot. Tom yes. I <laughs> would say Tom There's a lot of singing. And, and he comes and saves the day and, and saves him at some point. And yeah. It would not do anything for the movies to put it in. Okay. I went with a change I'm kind of upset about, and I think it's kind of a character assassination that Peter Jackson did to Faramir. Faramir in the books is such an amazing character. This is Boromir's little brother. Yeah. Boromir is like the, he's meant to be a ruler of Gondor. He's in next in line for yeah. the throne, for but the stewardship. Boromir was corrupted by the ring in the Fellowship of the Ring. Meanwhile, in the Two Towers, you have the younger brother, someone that's always been glossed over by their dad, who's not a very good guy. And he is the better brother by all accounts because he's tempted like, well, he sees that Frodo and Sam have the ring in the two towers and he goes, you know what? I'm good. Even if I saw that on the street, I wouldn't pick that up. He doesn't use those ter- that terminology. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> but he I'm not doing that ring stuff. But in the movies, he is tempted by the ring. He gets all the way to Minister Earth. He's about to hand it over to his father. Yes. And then he's finally like, oh, okay, all right, I guess, I guess I'll let you go. And so he's like Boromir part two, and that corruption was never there. He was actually a very good person, destined to be a very good ruler. And uh, I think they gave all of his good qualities to Aragorn in the, in the movie. Huh. So I'd, yeah. agree, I'd agree with that assessment as well. So um, at the same time, though, he's almost too perfect. Yeah. And so I think that that's one of the changes that they made. Okay. Is to kind of make him a little bit more relatable. Mm-hmm. Everybody is tempted by the ring to have somebody that's just like, oh, no, I won't. I'm not going to touch sure. that at all. Yes. To have a character be so good, it's like, then why didn't he help? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's he's true. So good. And then they also do cut out some of his uh, interactions with Eowyn as well. Yeah. 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 And that's at the very end. So. Hmm. Uh, so one of the things I thought was, was just sad they cut from uh, the movies was all the singing. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> hey, I actually put that as as one of the things that there's so much, so many songs in the books. I did not expect that. When there's a whip, 
There's a way. <laughs> no, That's in the that. movie, right? I don't think so. It's in the Hobbit cartoon. Yes, it is. Little Hobbit of them all. Uh, no, <laughs> Flitter the, Boy. Bilbo. The, the one I put is one that I recently, I knew about, but I recently read, and it's The Scouring of the Shire. So after the events of Lord of the Rings, you've seen the movies. They kill, they kill Sauron. It's this huge explosion. They get away. Things are good. And that's the end of the movie. In the books, when they go back to the Shire, they find that the trees are cut down. There's these horrible smokestacks up there. And there's these sheriffs going around. And no one's allowed to drink or have any fun. And it's like completely changed. And they find out it's because Sharky or Saruman mm-hmm. is, has gone there to ruin their town and to ruin the Hobbit way is of life. Is it overkill, though, after the climax of the book? In the book, it, I really enjoyed like I really enjoyed the little band of Hobbits coming together and trying their best to solve it. Without, you know, just basically killing everybody. Yeah. They wanted they wanted their best to not shed blood in the Shire. But just the, how it all played out and how they're able to band together and rally the troops and take Saruman and Wormtongue and just take the power down and get the Shire back. It was very satisfying. However, I completely understand why Peter Jackson said we can't we can't do that. Because you get to that big climactic ending and then six or seven other endings. And by the time you get to that eighth ending, people are like, when is this going to yeah. be over? So, so I, in the theatrical cut, he showed, Galadriel shows the scouring of the Shire real quick. In the, in, and if you blink and you miss it almost. Yeah. Yes. So it, it happens, kind of. But in, I totally understand why. But if you haven't read the books, that is that actually one of my favorite parts of the book. Hmm. Because it was so new to me. And it was like I was discovering new Middle Earth events. Cool. So scouring of the Shire. I think there should have been a little bit more of the songs and poems. Somehow, like I don't know how you do it. Just because they make it just work. have Aragon sing them all. Uh, Pippin singing every single one would be yeah. great. Pippin would, not not Viggo Mortensen. You're oh. eating tomatoes again. Always. Next up, we have coolest kill. Glow. I would go with the Aragorn killing the orc after Boromir dies. Yes, oh, such a good scene with with the uh, well pulls him into the pulls sword. Into yeah, the sword. so Aragorn Aragorn chops off his arm, the orc's arm. He stabs the orc through the gut, and then the orc grabs a sword and pulls it further into him, pulling Aragorn closer to him. And then Aragorn pulls out the sword and beheads the orc. So I have a question. Is it really that easy to chop off heads and limbs? With that kind of sword? Yes. Uh, no. So Are these I lightsabers because I haven't tried. it's so clean? <laughs> like bones don't exist? If it's, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, obviously this is a fantasy world, but if it's sharp enough and if your strike is quick enough and if you're orc enough. You're tender. Meat's on the menu, boys. <laughs> There's a lot of beheadings when, and a lot okay. of limbs being lost. When uh, <laughs> this is uh, getting geeky again, but when Aowen chops off the the Nazgul bird, yeah, the fell beast, the fell, fell beast, beast chops off the head in two strokes. I think it is. is I it went. Two? I thought it was just one. It's one because they it, just watched it. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure she chops and then chops one more time and it goes completely clean off. And I was like, I don't know about that. Well, she's not as strong as Aragorn. It's going to take two. <laughs> Instead of one. Instead of one. Also, uh, it, obviously, they're going to be like the tougher hide. Come on. Yeah. It's a it's uh, fun fact, by the way. I was going to bring this up at some point. This seems as good a time as any. As I was rewatching these just recently, uh, my four-year-old daughter kind of wandered in the room as I was working and it was on the background and she kind of plops down the bed. And I'm not thinking about it until that part came up. And all of a sudden, Aragorn beheads the orc. And I just kind of went, hey, honey, this is a good time to talk about pretend versus real. And we had a whole discussion about it. And I was so worried she was going to get freaked she out. Understand? She She was pretty good with it. Okay, there's plenty of cool kills, but the coolest kill. Let me set the stage. Well, Eowyn stands there in heavy armor facing the Witch King of Angmar, riding a fell beast. And she cuts twice, apparently. 
into the neck of the fell beast, which is about to chow down on King Theoden, which who is laying on her dad. Yeah, her dad. Uncle. Who is, uncle. uncle. You're right. Her Thank uncle. You. That's right. He doesn't have. We have a lore yes. expert here. That's right. And so she cuts off the dragon's head and the witch king says, you fool, no man can kill me. Die now. Then you have Mary jumping in with a cheap shot in the back. Awen pulls off her helmet and says, I am no man. Stabs him right in the face. You don't understand, Diana. This is no man's land. That means no man can cross there. Look, in your face, not subtle whatsoever, <laughs> but this kill is monumental. It is It is so satisfying, especially when the Witch King starts imploding yeah, on himself. Yeah, the helmet just kind of That is awesome. In. It is an awesome moment. So Because uh, the prophecy said, no man can kill him, no yeah, man no can kill him. no living man, yes. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not a man. Loophole. <laughs> Love it. Stabbed to the face. It's great. Joel? Uh, well, apparently you guys are going to mock me, but I think this is hands down the coolest kill. And it is intentionally done so as an over-the-top coolest Legolas. kill. Legolas. Legolas. I'm going to set the scene here. <laughs> There's giant elephants running through the field, knocking people over. Aragorn goes, Legolas! That's all he needs to say. Legolas sees the elephant. They say elephant. I'm just going to say elephant. Sliding down the stairs at Helm's Deep was cool. Very cool. But in this one, in Return of the King, he jumps onto the spiked tusk of the elephant, jumps over to a spike-covered front leg, jumps to the back leg, climbs up the leg using arrows stuck into the animal's hide, then shoots a bunch of enemies that are, that are, that are in the basket at the, top of a, at the top of the elephant. The elephant basket. He knocks down, one of the attackers jumps down, he knocks him over with the bow, another guy jumps at him, he dodges it, and he flies off. He swings on a rope, cuts the strap on the, uh, carrying the carrier basket, which then the whole thing slides off. He leaps to the top of the elephant, runs to the front, three arrows at the same time, right down into the head of the elephant. And Listen, then PETA it, would like a word. <laughs> it crashes to the ground. He slides off the trunk like Tarzan on it, the skateboarding Tarzan, and then lands on his feet and poses for the camera. He's a show off. I'm telling you what. But he's so cool. Chills every time. I remember being Jumping in the theater. Jumping on top of the warg in that one yeah. scene oh, too. Yeah. Oh, he's so cool. I remember in being in the theater at that point and people going nuts. Yeah. And you barely heard Gimli's great line of, that still only counts as one. Yeah. There you go. Cheesy. So good. Yes. yes. CGI. Yes. Do I love it? Yes. I'm happy you mentioned Disney's Tarzan because it looks like he just watched it before <laughs> these movies. It was only like a, a year before when they started filming, right? It's pretty. Yeah. He it, has better hair, though. It's true. It's true. No, that was, that's a, it's an epic moment. It really is. It's a good job, Joel. Thank you. Uh, mine, uh, I could not decide between I Am No Man uh, and what I'll, I think I'm going to pick, which is just Aragorn beheading people or orcs. <laughs> Aragorn beheading. Which is really the, easy the, to do, apparently. The, the couple of times he does it. Jelly necks. Satisfying. Orcs are known for their weak necks. Orc <laughs> the orcs. The orky necks the don't go well. So when uh, the, so I guess I'll shout out the uh, the messenger at the uh, Black Oh, Gate. the Mouth of Sauron. Mouth of Sauron. Mouth yeah. of Sauron. That's what which is that. Super creepy mouth of Sauron. Trash talking to the team. Trash talking, and he just pops it really off. good. It's yeah. really good. I love it. Next up, we have coolest set piece. This the, is now the coolest set. set. Yeah, like a like piece of set that they actually built for the movie or just something they're interacting with. I think we'll probably all be in agreement. I don't think so. The Shire. Hobbiton. Oh, I love the Shire. It is the most iconic Lord of the Rings set to the point where you go to New Zealand now, they did take it down after filming of the movie. But once they started the Hobbit movies, New Zealand's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, put a bit of the Shire. Put a pick. <laughs> and so they, hey they have the Shire now. And granted, it's and a lot of facades. Can you, can you describe the, the Shire to those who may not uh, know Rolling means? green hills um, like the under house a giant in, tree. Like the house in Teletubbies? 
kind yeah, of actually but, but smaller but with just circular doors and it feels like it's the place where you want to go when you retire mm-hmm. and you want to be left alone and live underground like all the introverts like it just feels so cozy and that's what fellowship of the ring after that prologue brings you to the shire and you go wow can we just have the whole movie here? Yeah. I just want to take a nap. And it's so colorful. It in is. In contrast to the darkness of everything else. Yeah. I, I fell in love with this. I will go to New Zealand just to visit these facades. That is a great pick, Kent. Yeah. So what do you got? Not the one I thought you were going to pick. Okay. In fact, I, I was, I mean, maybe you went against, well, I was convinced everyone was going to pick like Minas Tirith yeah, or great. Uh, Helm's, Deep, Helm's Deep. Yeah. Or one of those big, big, epic, amazing sets. But. But, uh, or even the Minds of Mora would be a, there's a fantastic, fantastic choice. Yeah. But I chose one that really stuck with me, and it was one of those practical effects that I thought was so well done. I chose the Dead Marshes. So if you don't know the Dead Marshes, they're the part when they're trying to get to Mordor, this forbidden land, and they have to cross through this marshland. It's like water around, and there's flames coming up, oddly enough. Will the Wisps type flames, yes. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, And there are dead bodies in the water everywhere. You look down, and you just see these faces Mm -hmm. in the water. Now, this was made... (laughs) They were, they were going to do it on some marshland in New Zealand, but they found it too unstable to film on. So they did it in a parking lot next to a railway line. What? They threw a, they threw 11,000 sandbags around and then covered them up with some moss and weeds to disguise them. Then got water on there and they had gas tubes sticking up out of the ground to do flames. That is so cool. And then they had all these mannequins. Practical effects yeah, for the yeah. wind. And that's and it was a whole matte painting over the top okay. of it. So the sky was yeah. was all painted. But the ground was all practical, and then the bodies in the water were just mannequins that they kind of, you know, dressed up like the elves and then put them in there. But it is such an eerie place. It and I, I remember uh, Rocky Point Haunted House was a haunted house here in Salt Lake. Fantastic, amazing uh, set design. And they had a Dead Marshes, just a small one that you walked through. And just, I remember that that stuck with me, just seeing those bodies down there. And you hear Gollum at just kind of whispering like, it's the fossils of the dead. So good. So I chose Great choice. I couldn't decide. I technically felt like I had picked Helm's Deep when I picked it as a battle. Mm -hmm. But my first thought was Helm's Deep. Which it should be. It's so cool. It's definitely a model at some points and CGI at other points. But there are real sets there that are like, wow, they're they're really standing on that. It feels tangible, but but in a uh, almost more concise way or a, a, a smaller way you know there are larger more expansive areas mm-hmm. um this is the castle built into the mountain right the fortress i should say built into and the so mountain. i think I, so i just want to shout it out here but, but i i did eventually end up like you can't i picked the shire oh it's beautiful. so cool it's so pure and it's it's the only place in this in this world that i want to go you want to go <laughs> to rivendell nope I go to elven land too fancy it freaked me out a little bit i go to the undying land i just i'm worried i'd get lost Right away. <laughs> and also, I would, like, I'd be scared to ask people for things. So I'm not going to go there. Elsa World Snobby, too. I want to go so, there. Yeah. Yes. Go? Well, I want to go to Rivendell. Uh, yeah? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. It's the the arches, the stonework. I don't, it's, it's so otherworldly. Like They did a really good job of making it elvish. Yeah. yeah. So then there's the parts where we've got... Uh, Boromir and Aragorn and the sword, mm-hmm. right? So there's that whole kind of statuary. Yes. Yeah. And um, Anduril? Is that the name of the Anduril? sword? Anduril. Yeah, it's the name of the rebuilt mm-hmm. sword. Rebuilt. Yes. Rebuilt, yeah. yeah. What, what was, was the it name before? Of the first one? Na- it's Nasil? Like, Nas- Nasil. Yeah. Nasal. Nasal. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> um, but my, my first pick is the Shire because it's just so representative. Narsil. 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 Yeah. Narsil. Narsil. Yeah. It's so representative of hobbits. 
Yeah. It's like, hey, let's make hobbits into architecture. Here you go. Wow. I honestly thought all you guys are going to pick the big, huge castles and you all picked the Shire. Yeah. It's too iconic. And I picked Marshland. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. It's it right up your alley. Yeah. Speaking of scary, how about creepy and scary? It's creepiest creature. Creepiest creature is Aragon's singing voice. Uh, hey, no. he's <laughs> the king. Uh, uh, no, he's not Elvish. What <laughs> 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 blade, sir? So when we talked about creepiest creature, there's a number of ones I could have picked. Gollum actually does scare me because of that. He's both pitiful and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't end up picking him, even though I almost did. I picked the mouth of Sauron. So scary. So it's this guy slash creature. You can't see his eyes. He's wearing a metal helmet with spikes on it. And you can't see, he can't see his eyes. They're, they're blocked off because his eyes don't matter because then he has his mouth. And his mouth has this horrifying, sharp, blackish teeth sticking out with like black lips and kind of bleeding. Like it really is like he's been poisoned because he's the mouth of Sauron. So even speaking the words of Sauron will cause you to corrode and, mm-hmm. and corrupt. And he, the way he acts, like he chomps his teeth and does these little kind of a, a constant <sighs> smile too. Like he makes these weird noises. Yeah. yeah. And what they did is they 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 tried to do a couple different designs. They actually had one where it was like a sideways mouth, and Peter Jackson's like, "No, I don't want that." But what they ended up doing is just digitally enlarging his mouth just a little bit, so it looks unnatural. It looks really round. Yeah, like and it's, it's just this big hole. It's bizarre, teeth. and he's got such a little cocky attitude. In the books, yeah. he has the same cocky attitude, and actually, just Aragorn stares him down and it freaks him out. But in the movies, like Zach said, he yeah. just straight up decapitates <laughs> him. But I love it. I I thought about this and I thought which character would I not want to meet in a dark alley? And I definitely picked <laughs> the mouth, the of, mouth Sauron. of Sauron. If I saw that, <laughs> which alley are you going down? Mordor Alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a bad one. Yeah. It's that part it's of town. Over, it's over in Kearns. Is yeah. that where Bruce Wayne's parents were <laughs> shot? Mordor's in Kearns. Yeah. My creepiest creature. Um, I mean, you could call him a creature. I mean, it's technically a person, but is it? Uh, it is the chief counselor at the court of King Theoden. It is Grima Wormtongue. Oh, Wormtongue yeah. is He's just him. a slime ball. And, but I think what's creepy about him is that's, that's like a, that's a person, you know, that's people, mm-hmm. that's people who do nasty things, who, um, are, you know, agents of evil as it were. Um, so this is really, it's, it's like, think of Severus Snape, but very pale. That's kind of what he looks like to me, but this is just a pale slimy uh, snake of a man. Who is um, got his played fing- by Brad Dorif? He's got his fingies in places that he shouldn't, and I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird, but yeah, Grim Warren tongues stinks. Like I've seen us. him. I, I I have seen uh, Brad Dorif in some other he's movies. He's the voice of Chucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've seen him like physically in other things too. But he just always gives me the the willies yeah. mm-hmm. because of probably that role. He's creepy. I mean, this is uh, Crispin Glover energy, honestly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which you know, it's creepy, but <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, he's a mole for uh, Saruman, um, yeah. and corrupts the Odin. Corrupts yeah. the Odin. And so uh, what he does is like, oh, come on, man, that's awful. But just ooh, he gives yeah. you the creeps. Like when he puts his hand on Eowyn's shoulder, I'm uh-huh. like, so creepy, ugh. stalking her. Yeah, ugh. yeah, messed up. Right, Glow? Um, I had to look up the name for this character. I guess it's Gothmog. Oh, yeah. I used my runner-up, the deformed yes. orc. So, you know, representation. The one that talks like Dr. Claw. Oh, that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Looks kind of like the, the guy from Goonies. Yeah. Uh, worse, yes, yes. Yeah, mm. so mostly it's his voice and um, and the ears. Yeah. And it just, so he's got ugh. some, he's deformed in a way of like, even through his armor, he yeah. like pokes through his body and his arm is kind of... Yeah, he he walks with a limp, and his one arm like is 
doesn't really work. Yeah. It, so he does everything. And in, in the books, he's not really described in the books from what I understand. But Peter Jackson made a choice and men, the unique it design it of the orcs and the Urukai. Yeah. He's are hard to look at, honestly. Yeah. So I have there with the mouth of Sauron where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to look at that. So great choice. It's the voice. The Dr. Claw voice. Yes. Next time, Gadget. Next time. Nine he gave to mortal men, proud and great, and so ensnared them. Long ago they fell under the dominion of the one, and they became a ring race. Shadows under his great shadow, his most terrible servants. The way J.R.R. Tolkien describes the Nazgul is amazing. And there's this huge paragraph I want to read, but I'm only going to get to when their presence is around. And they show this in Fellowship of the Ring. You see people hiding because men can only think of hiding, crawling, and of death just by their very presence. And I think they're the real villains of this first movie because it's just like a, it's a horror film yeah. of th- something chasing hobbits. Get, when they just say, get off the road, and you see that little... Uh, and dolly, everything dolly warps, dolly. right? Yeah. Well, and, and they're being chased by something they have no concept of. Yes. Like they yeah. can't even, they don't know what is chasing them. Never got that in the Shire. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such this, and granted, they're servants of Sauron, but they're so terrifying in this movie. And, and Joel, yeah, I wanted to jump in when you mentioned them before. I mean, they're designed, they're just black hooded former kings. You yeah. even see them in the in the um, wraith vision, essentially. Yeah, when he puts on the ring and you can mm-hmm. see them. And they're yeah, and it's white, ghostly, so they're skeletal. Just like, yeah, like remains. gross old men. And so they have like, they're scary. Gross old white guys. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, there's a modern take on it. <laughs> But then the, it's just in the cloaks, they have that presence of fear, and it works so well. So I think they're the creepiest. I think we all pick good choices. Oh, let's get, let's get uh, that was creepy. Let's get cool with your favorite character. This one was really hard to choose. So Because there's I, two choices? Because there are two choices. Yes. Mm, there's, so, there's two choices. Mm. There's two. Really? There's, there's nine. What about this? Three syllables? Can I throw three syllables at you? No, just just say it. Anyways, potatoes. <laughs> no, we're not going to go there. Um, I actually I chose Gandalf as my favorite. Nice. Oh, um, fun fact: this is the only character that my wife remembers from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Every time we were talking about it in prep for the show, she's like, "That's the one with Gandalf, right?" Yeah, not Dumbledore. My daughter called her. My four-year-old called him Dumbledore at one point. Yeah, I was of like, course. Dumbled- yeah, we talk Dumbledore? about Harry Potter in this house. He saves the day all the time. Does he? Yes. He no, does. he's like, yes, he does. peace he out. Does. I'm going to go research stuff. <laughs> to save the <laughs> to day. To save the day. It takes him a while. He's like, on the fifth day. I'm Can you sorry. Come the second day? He didn't have Google. <laughs> yeah. He had a Palantir. <laughs> <laughs> Those could be used for evil. You're telling me that Helm's Deep would not have been one if Gandalf hadn't No, uh, you're right, but he could have come a couple days earlier. He was researching. You know how long it takes to ride? <laughs> he's doing Joel facts. <laughs> Sometimes those save the day. Yeah. It's true. But he's also really funny. He's got some of the best lines. The only problem, I think, is he's almost too perfect. Yeah. He is uh, what they say, kind of the, uh, an angel incarnate. Like yeah. when, when the world was made, there were these angels and he came down and he was a wizard. But he's this immortal type being in a, in a human body. I like that he's Gandalf the Grey, that he is the wanderer through Middle Earth, though. He's he the wasn't, pilgrim. Yeah, he's the pilgrim. Like that's so cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he was weak. Even though he's always kind of perfect, though. But liked by everyone on Middle Earth. He also um, kicks Denethor's butt, too. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's one of my best things. We swats him with the staff. Yeah. Yeah. Kent, what's your pick? I wanted to go with my honorable mention because I didn't want to go first on this one, but I'm going to go with my main choice, and it's Samwise Gamgee. 
And you're I wrong. I think it's a great character. You're so wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say wrong. I'm going to say good choice. No, Sam is one of my least favorite characters. So wow. Uh, that's, do you Hot like, take. Do you like J.R.R. Tolkien? I, I do. He actually considers Samwise to be the hero of the story. I, I would agree with that. Sam is the He's hero. He's not the romantic hero because that is Aragorn. Uh, He's not the protagonist. Sam got the girl in the end. Sam has the happily ever after story. He does. But what's what's Glow's problem with? Yeah, Sam? yeah. Now he's I want to know. So whiny. <laughs> so wh- he's whiny in the books too. Look, here's the thing: when you have friends, he kind of got pulled into it. Yeah, no, he was eavesdropping, and Gandalf's like, "You're going on a he journey." He wasn't dropping no eaves. <laughs> no, look, if you have friends and they're making bad decisions in their life, you're like, "What are you doing? Stop it! Don't follow Gollum. He's a he's a bad influence." Oh man, That's, I kept. I kept being like, I know Gollum is important to the story, but I wanted Sam to kill him so badly so many times. So Sam is the relatable hero of the story. Frodo, I love him. I love him. I th- feel like Frodo was corrupted because of how long he held the ring, right? But he's, he's too stiff. Like his language is too stiff. But Sam feels like us. He feels like we're on the journey. He went from an arc of a gardener to a protector. Saved Frodo's life several times carried Frodo. He's the reason the ring was destroyed in the end. You know what's funny is Ken didn't make eye contact with Zachary that entire time. He was basically talking to I'm like, Glow, glow. <laughs> I'm going to convince you that Samwise, that this whole journey wouldn't happen with probably any of the Fellowship, but Samwise for Frodo, for Frodo, because I think Aragorn probably did the most of for, anyone. For, for Frodo. Frodo. For Frodo. <laughs> Which but is I think, a funny thing to say right before going into battle. For Frodo. For Frodo. For Frodo. For Frodo. But I think Samwise is that he's Samwise the Brave. Point of order. I want, I want to bring this up because you just kind of brought this up. Yes. One of the things I love about this book and the movie is the fact that no one did it on their own. There's Truly. no one champion of like, I did everything. I saved the day. It is all me. Everyone had their weak moment and someone was there to help them or carry them or save them or write in. And I love that they all were able to work together because I feel like a lot of movies these days is like this person can do it all. Yep. And I'm immediately. I love these characters have foibles. They have faults. Maybe they are whiny, but they help out Mm -hmm. and they do their part. I don't disagree with you. He's he is a great character and he Frodo cannot do anything without him. Really. It's like very important, but he is whiny. And he's Confession, really I'd be corny. wanting to if yeah. I had to eat Lambus bread that whole so time. They cheesy. walk so far glow. <laughs> That's a lot of hiking. It is. He's just so cheesy and corny. I it's a little bit it. cringy. That's the problem. He's like the dad of the trip. Hey, what's wrong? I'm That's the dad of Beckinsale. It's not a bad thing. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> All right, my turn. Yeah. Uh, I chose Olorin. Oh, I'm sorry. Incanus. No, Tharkun. No, Stormcrow. Laugh Spell. Greyhame. Incanus. All right, to that one. Mithrandir. Talk uh, about Gandalf. Yeah. So those are all his different names he has throughout the book, which, by the way, everyone has like seven names. And I was getting bugged about that until I realized, oh, it's kind of like Kenny Dean Kent or, <laughs> you know, Joel, Joe and Joey. Name I haven't heard like I, we time. go by all these different names. So you know, whatever. But I chose Gandalf as well yeah. because I feel safe when Gandalf is around. Like it literally is one of the things I'm like, Gandalf is here. We're going to be fine. It's very much the the old mentor uh, trope in many in many forms of literature where as long as he's around, he's okay. And they do have to leave. Like Gandalf does die as Gandalf the Grey and is resurrected as Gandalf the White, which um, one, one, pet, one pet peeve, minor pet peeve I have with the movies. Go on. Is I really don't like when he's like Gandalf. He's like, yes, Gandalf the Grey. That's what they used to call me. 
now I'm Gandalf the it's White. And I'm very like, simple. okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like we get it. You went on a vacation like, to Italy. Around. But it's like, you know, I, maybe there was some forgetfulness, but the fact he's like, oh, Gandalf, who's that? I'm Gandalf the White. Oh, wait, Gandalf is the first part of that. I changed the color of my outfit. Uh, uh, they did ask, uh, no, no uh, Patrick Stewart okay. and Sean Connery to be Gandalf initially. And neither one of them took the role. So Ian McKellen took it and did a it was fabulous Destiny. job. Yeah. He's so good at that. And McKellen has said that he, he based his performance as Gandalf on Tolkien himself. He listens to recordings of Tolkien's voice and said, that is what I'm going to sound like. Love it. So there you go. Little, little voice of Tolkien in there. The answer's Aragorn. It's, you it can is. please say Aragorn. Aragorn. Thank you. Aragorn. I was so worried. What do I do? I if you wasn't mentioned, that would be a slight. I, I was, I wait, wait. Slight. So your, your two given was Gandalf or Aragorn. Your yep. two given was Samwise and Aragorn. Samwise and Aragorn. Mine He's, was Gandalf and Aragorn. Return of the freaking king. It's, it's Aragorn. It's Aragorn. I could watch that man walk through a door all day. What if he was with Frodo? <laughs> it's because he hangs his head and he kind of whips his Never in the that. history of film has been a more compelling walking moment than when they come over the hill as the music's playing when they're first introducing the fellowship. Yeah. I was just like, yes! I could. Uh, he's the best part. I, I would love, watch every scene with Frodo if Aragorn was in them. I love how just the braveness of him, honestly, when he's just like, well, we're going to die. Doesn't matter. But there's Frodo. a certain amount. He's not. He's not the tough guy. He's the, there's some vulnerability there. There's there's some un, you know he's like unsure suit. at times, yeah. but he he it knows what suit. he has to do and he's gonna do it. I mean, he broke his toe. Did you guys hear about he, that? He one broke time, his toe yeah. and so he kicked, kicked it because he was mad about the hobbits. And he broke that the, used the anger. <laughs> he broke his toe and he used that. <laughs> Please stop explaining memes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just he's this is a character that again he's not he's not the superhero right. He's not the um, you know the the Mary Sue, as it were. You know he's right. not the guy who can do everything, but at the same time he's going to. And isn't it kind of great that in Two Towers, it's a very human story all of a sudden, and it's Aragorn's story where you're like, oh yeah, he's destined to be with Arwen because they love each other, and then right. you meet Eowyn, you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait, this wait. could be a better match. Um, why do I care about a romance in the Two Towers? Because you love Aragorn so because, much. Because you're invested in that character and his yeah. arc, and then you 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 know you're wondering. I mean, is even though he's the rightful heir, right? He, is he going to take on that mantle? He doesn't is necessarily he want do that. It. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to want that. Is that right for him? And I'm really concerned about his well-being throughout this whole thing, just because he he's one of the best characters. He's pretty in awesome. Anything best best role Viggo Mortensen ever had? Hidalgo. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Aragorn, amazing. All right. Next up, we have. Oh, this is. <laughs> we're going to set the stage here on this one a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. This is the favorite speech or quote. Cue music. <laughs> we're setting the scene. It's kind of long, guys. I apologize. So Frodo's just confronted by the Nazgul near the end of the movie, and Sam snaps him out of it. So Frodo says, I can't do this, Sam. And Sam says, I know. It's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new, new day, day will come. come. And, and when, when the, the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That, that meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But, but I think, Mr. Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folks in those stories had a lot of chances of turning back, but they, only they, they didn't, didn't. Because, because they, they were, were holding, holding on to that something. What were we holding on to, Sam? That there's some good, good in this world, Mr. Frodo. 
and it's, it's worth, worth fighting, fighting for. That's my pick as well. It's and unbelievable. It's None of us Sam's <laughs> best line. It is. There's some Wait, you good. hate Sam. I don't like Sam, you but hate this Sam is and you gave him the best line. This is his best, best speech. speech. I would say this is the best is in the novels like of J.R.R. Tolkien. This There's is, some good in this world. These are the smallest creatures in this heroic story, and they're fighting, even though it's everything a is dangerous. It in is. Front that's, of them. that's my same. I, two towers. I picked up the same one. We're yeah. fighting for. We said <laughs> there's some good worth fighting because because sometimes the world can seem completely down yeah. all around you, and you have to remember there's good out there. It's worth fighting for. I'm gonna keep going. I love that sentiment. And the love music the is perfect. So good. I'm sorry I stepped on it, but I was no, like, it's good. Is, I'm glad you did. This is my pick as well. So yeah. yeah. And Glow, you're sticking Glow. with that one. That's it, yours as well. Well, I'll toss out a funny line as, as my other it. choice is, um, is Denethor. Farewell, Peregrine, son of Paladin. I release you from my service. Go now and die in what way seems best to you. <laughs> <laughs> Have the weekend you deserve. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So everything is all just falling apart, and he's about to burn his son alive, and yep. just go go and die. Zach. I mean, that's a good choice. <laughs> it is, but Sam's in it. So wow, obviously, geez. obviously, we're gonna go to the Black Gate, sons of Gondor, so of good. Rohan, Thank you. my brothers. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight by all that you hold dear on this good earth. I bid you stand, men of the West. They may take our lives, but they'll never it's, take I was gonna say, our freedom. This is the Braveheart moment. And I love it way more than Braveheart. And then he goes down and like <laughs> hits the sword. He does. Or the he just starts hitting all the... Zach, we've gone through about nine or ten categories, and your answer for every single one of them has been Aragorn. Aragorn or Helm's Deep. I only have two <laughs> answers. I, when, we, when you said earlier before the show that you had two answers for a lot of these, I only have two answers for my entire list. <laughs> it's either Aragorn or Helm's Deep. I love it. I get fired up from that every time. It's so good. All right. Now we have most emotional moment. Holy cow. I get emotional so much. I didn't realize until rewatching these how many times I get emotional throughout this movie. It's the music. worthy. Like water. it's the music. It's, it's the music. The, oh, it, it's, Howard Shore's score is amazing. But it's just it's not the full on crying. It's that welling up that happens constantly. I'm gonna try my best to read this without doing so. Okay. Okay. Do you remember the Shire, Mister Frodo? It'll be spring soon, and the orchards will be in blossom, and the birds will be nesting in the hazel thicket, and they'll be sowing the summer barley in lower fields and eating the first of the strawberries with cream. Do you remember the taste of strawberries? And then Frodo says, No, Sam, I can't recall the taste of food, nor the sound of water, nor the touch of grass. I'm naked in the dark with nothing, no veil between me and the wheel of fire. I can see him with my waking eyes. And as they're sitting there, practically dying, almost to the end, on the side of the mountain where they need to, of Mount Doom where they need to throw the ring of the fire, and then Sam says, Then let us be rid of it, once and for all. Come on, Mr. Frodo, I can't carry it for you. But I can carry you. Rudy, come on. Rudy, he picks Rudy, him up on Rudy. his shoulder. And I just, like, right now I'm almost getting emotional. But it really was like this, oh, that is such a good cathartic moment of like, yeah. I, you, you know, I can't carry the ring. Literally, I mean, he does in the books. Let's yeah, for two days. Let's face yeah. that. He has it for a he while. He puts it on, too. Yeah, he puts it on, yeah. and that's a whole thing. But in the movies, it's like, he, he can't. And so the fact that he's able to carry for Best up, friends. So good. Such Love a great it. moment. And I did get emotional during that part. And it really was the climactic ending kind of you. You're feeling a lot of emotion that part. Mm -hmm. But there's so many parts I could get emotional at. Yeah. 
Do you, Zach? Guys, do you guys want to give yours that are less obvious than mine? Mine is the most obvious. What or is it? Am I really jumping ahead? Every, I go ahead. Everybody knows mine already. I have a list of like four. Uh, mine is the same so. as yours, Zach. It is. So let's set the stage. Let, let's do it. At the coronation of Aragorn. We're, we're at a coronation. Absolutely. He starts singing oh, ancient, yeah. ancient Lamentations. Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> so Aragorn is looking, and it's kind of like a greatest hits thing, like at the end of sitcoms sure. when they end yeah. finally. Yeah. And he sees the, the fellowship and the people you've seen throughout the movies, right? And the yeah. music's starting to well up. Mm-hmm. He, see, he spots Arwen. Oh, yeah. And he melts. Oh, you have Elrond. Hugo Weaving, who's never shown emotion on his face, mm-hmm. starts crying, yeah. giving his daughter away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the hobbits. About, oh, okay, here we go. I'm losing it. The hobbits. This is your pick, then, Zach. Oh yeah. The hobbits are pick. like, it's "Hey, everyone's oh, yeah. looking at us. Let's bow." Let's bow. And all Aragorn says is, "What, Zach? My friends, you bow to no one. Everyone, <laughs> everyone bows. Everyone. A There's a it's lot a of people. Zach. I got emotional here too. I didn't watch yeah. the movies before this. I watched a five-minute clip. I started crying yep. at that scene. It's so cool. crying. Uh, no, on a YouTube clip. You're a robot. You it's Howard Short. This had nothing He's, to do with dogs or dad. He manipulates your emotions to no end. It swells. And it's it, so good. It's beautiful. It uh, is. So fun fact, we did the, well, when I was at Divine Comedy, we did a whole Lord of the Engagement thing. Yeah. Lord of the Engagement Rings, BYU themed. It was a whole thing. But like the Hobbits, the whole time during the, during the sketch, the skits, they had to walk on their knees the whole time. And we were like, how do we do that last part? And so they had the thing where they, you know, at the joke at the end, you bow to no man. And so then everyone else started kneeling down and then they stood up at the same time. So it was like this visual representation of like, oh, look how tall we are. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. This, again, we talk about uh, why Aragorn's the best, but it's this, this vulnerability and this humility to recognize like, you know, without He's the you, king to unite the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's bowing to the smallest one king them. to rule them all. And without, Wait, what? without, what? without you, we're not here. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's that, that admission, admission that. Uh, makes it just so great. And right, prove us wrong. Glow. So I got some matchy matchy answers, Glow. A Gandalf's death and the scene oh. of them all oh. grieving afterwards. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. And Frodo's oh, yeah. being pulled away. He's yeah. mourning. I was some, worried. It's some good slow-mo. I was worried. My, it is. It's got the slow-mo. It's, really, it's got oh, the music. Yeah. My oh, daughter, yeah. my four-year-old kept talking about that part where she's like, and then she said Dumbledore, but she's like, when Dumbledore fell down the pit, and I'm like, yep. Yeah. yeah. Sad part. Yeah, and there's just despair. Stumbling out there in the snow and... Because he's not only a friend, but a, a you know a leader. Yeah, and he was yeah. he was basically the guide, and so then like, the tour guide's gone. Not only are, not only are we we mourning, but we're we are we feel lost in yeah. this moment. It's, yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. See, I, I was going to pick a sadder part too. That it was just a small part, but I, it didn't get me crying as much as made me feel bad. But when when Frodo tells Sam to go home, and he just kind of mm. crumbles and starts crying on the side of the mountain, so painful. Honorable mention in Gondor when Pippin and Gandalf are together. And the uh, trolls and the orcs are beating down the door and they're about to die. Yeah. And then all Pippin says is, I didn't think it would end this way. And Gandalf says, end. end. The journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path, one that we all must take. The gray rain curtain of the world rolls back and turns to silver glass. And then you see it. And then Pippin says, what? Gandalf, see what? White shores and beyond a far green country under a swift sunrise. Pippin says, well, that isn't so bad. And Gandalf says, no. No, it isn't. And you're like, oh my god! That's why Gandalf is the best. You feel safe when he's around. Oh, he's such a nice grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to throw out an honorable mention. It's not nearly as epic as any of this, but it's it's the scene where in the background you can see that there's a car. Uh, <laughs> sure. We, yeah, yeah. No, but really, so when you watch through the movies and you know the story and you know the journey, and then you go back and you watch it, the moment where they are walking in the Shire and Sam stops and he says, if I take one more step, I, I don't know the exact the furthest, the furthest I've ever been mm-hmm. away from home. And 
I think that line holds weight when you know what's going to happen. When you know this journey yeah. that, that Sam is going to go on. Well, and I, I got emotional when they came back to the Shire at the end. And, you know, obviously didn't have the whole scouring of the Shire. Yeah. But just being back home and how good that must have felt. But at the same time, being such changed people. So yeah. It's this melancholy almost. Yeah, it's kind of sad when they're all sitting in the, the pub. And, well, and, and Frodo like, knows things are changed. Yeah, and well, they're just kind of, they're by themselves, and they're no one isolated. Cares. No one cares about their adventure. Everyone else is, you know, just having this great time, and they're just sitting there like, you know, yeah. wow, we just saved the world. Yeah, yeah. and, and, no and nobody here cares. No one cares or yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. So heavy stuff. All right, let's go to scariest moment. Scariest moment. It's a change of pace. Well, yeah. we're getting close to October. For me, there's, there's really one pick here, guys. Well, is there? Really, one ultimate freaky, scary pick. Scary? Yeah. Is it drums? Because that's for me. The drums. Drums, the drums, drums so in the deep. Oh, this in the Mines of Moria. Fellowship yeah. When goblins are afraid. The goblin, yeah. The, we're in the Mines of Moria. And, and uh, yeah, that's, that's to me where things are scary because it's contained. It's this small space and they don't know exactly what's going on. They're in these mines and Gimli's all happy to be in the mines. He's like, yeah, this is great. Everything's awesome. He's a dwarf. He's happy underground. And, 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 but you can feel that there's something wrong. That to me, when you, especially when you don't know, is super scary. And then when you see, uh, we haven't mentioned once the... Uh, the lightsaber sword it glows blue and orcs are near. No, Sting. 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 Yeah. Uh, that, that, to, that whole sequence and scene leading up to that, that battle it was actually uh, one of my favorite battles in the movie uh, in the Mines of Moria is really fun, but scares me every time I see it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it. great. And it has one of the funniest parts right before that, too, when, when Pippin knocks that thing down the well. Fool of a took. Fool of a took. And I love how it just keeps going. It's one of those moments where I'm like, that's good comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Um, there's a lot of scary parts. But the one that gets me every time is when um, Bilbo goes all scary. Yes. There it is. That's <laughs> yeah. the part. It, it's, it's so a jump fast. scare, and it's Bilbo just, lunging for the ring. He's so it sweet. It is terrifying. Well, because it comes out of nowhere. It's this otherwise very nice, pleasant scene of like, oh, Bilbo and Frodo are back together. Ah! <laughs> what just happened? It shows. It's like a, the picture of Dorian Gray almost, right? Mm-hmm. Bilbo has had this ring forever, and when he wants it back. He turns into a monster for a second. Yeah. It's the when greed. He, the greed comes out and you see it on his face and his eyes go dark and his mouth, his teeth get teeth? sharp and it's a split second, but it is so unsettling because you don't see it coming. And that gets me every time. Mine is in the dead marshes. To me, this Good is choice. truly, truly scary because uh, Middle Earth is scary enough. There are things that want to kill the fellowship at any turn, but these, these are ghosts mm. and you can't stop ghosts. You can if you have uh, uh, the sword and drill. Okay, yeah. then, you, then yeah, you're good. Too bad Frodo and, and didn't And if you're have the that. king of Gondor, yes, yeah. you have to do that too. And so I, I read up on some of the history, and actually there was, a, this is in the Second Age, but it's the, ba- the Battle of Daggerlad, where king, High Kings Elendil and Gilgalad marched toward Mordor, and many of the elves didn't follow uh, Gilgalad, did their own thing. They charged and they died. And there were so many that died. They were buried near the marshes after the battle, but then the marshes grew over time and engulfed the graves, right? Mm-hmm. So it all just became this heavy marsh and it looks like there are people laying there in very shallow water right you like joel like you said like it's like mirrors of dead bodies but when frodo falls into the water you just see these like and it's peter jackson doing his horror movie thing yeah and you just kind of see like kind of bad special effects but that's what makes it so kind of scary Mm -hmm. is it they're just these ghouls these banshees just reaching for him to pull him down into the depths where they are J.R. tolkien wrote and he actually it's Gollum who says all dead, all rotten, elves, men, and orcs. And J.R.R. Tolkien equates the dead marshes to no man's land in World War I, where he wrote, all dead, 
all rotten British, Americans, and Germans. So it's just a wasteland of death. Yeah. And it's so terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we already said my pick. By the way, can I, can I say one? I have a fear about this show. Okay. The fear about the show is I feel like we're, we're, we're in an area where we're too geeky for a lot of people. And we the only, into it. But the only people that are going to understand and enjoy what we're talking about on the high level... We're not geeky enough. We're going to get it wrong. And so many things will be said, like, you, you said, said this wrong, wrong. you pronounced mm. this wrong, that's not there, that's the wrong place. So we're, we're in dangerous territory is what I'm saying. Bacon so. Any, I do have an honorable mention. I was going to say honorable yes. mentions yes. or fun facts. Evil Lady Galadriel yeah. is terrifying. So there's my second story. Because I knew that part. It's when Frodo offers the ring to Galadriel. And she thinks about it for a second. But then she says, no, I would be... I don't want this ring because, and then she transforms into this kind of ghastly, weird speaking uh, oh, creature. On the spot. Yeah, I'll be the uh, wonderful, beautiful queen that everyone will be afraid of, essentially. And like I said, my four year old daughter had wandered in and watched this with me. This is the second part of that story. And I knew this part was coming up and I was worried how it was going to affect her. So I said, okay, honey, she's going to do something scary here in a second, but it's okay. It's all pretend. And then it happened. And as it's happening, I look over at her to make sure she's okay and she's laughing. And I, she, and I said, you're, I said, what are you laughing for? And she went, she's talking like a man. And that was her perception ah, ah. of Galadriel freaking out and scaring me. Just like rings of power. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> fine. And for our final category, we want to take something with us from this show. And we want to take something with us from Middle Earth. What is the souvenir that you would take from Middle Earth? Now, is this a functional item, like we're getting it from the movie, or is it like the prop from the movie? No, this is like you you went to Middle Earth, and you're like, I'm taking this. This is what I want. This is what I'm like, taking from Middle Earth. Mithril, for example. Okay. Right? Yes. Oh, Mithril would be awesome. Glow? I had a hard time, but I went with something that was just really simple, and that was the elven brooches of the leaf. Oh, that's so yeah. see that. I give the shout because out earlier, because it's, it's so simple. And it's was representative of their fellowship, right? That yeah. was them going together. They all got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was their uniform. That over lemon bread, which always fills you up. Bread or is delicious. They got, sick, they got sick of it, though. Or the file of Gladio, the, you know, the light of the star. Yeah. Right? That Pretty protects handy. him from Shelob. Yeah. Yeah. Good Over pick. I was going to say okay. both good picks. I also would have gone for um, Shadowfax as well. Oh, I love Shadowfax. <laughs> Can you take Shadowfax? A horse? Yeah, I'm seeing yes. Right? I guess. just seems like he would fight that. The answer is Sting. Sting is the souvenir that you take. Sting. Sting that has the cold so light. So you chose Sting, she chose Message in a Bottle. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sting has the blue light when orcs approach. And I would kind of like retool the technology a little bit. I would be it's like... It's magic, not tech. Same. Okay. I would do a new spell. Thank you. Basically, if there was like a solicitor coming to my door, a telemarketer calling, <laughs> or, or if I'm at the store... Where it's like, hey, you're going to see someone from high school that wants to small talk. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. Because staying for me, I'm 6'2". Frodo and Bilbo could carry it pretty comfortably. So it'd be like kind of like a, not a letter opener, but a little dagger. It'd be like a compact carry for you. Yeah, but yeah. it's still really sharp. It warns you of evil coming your way. I just, it's perfect. Sting yeah. is so cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the one ring would be too obvious. Well, Joel, I like who you are now. And I think you should avoid the one ring. I think so. I should. Well, although, you know, with... with Mordor, or not Mordor, with uh, Sauron gone. Who knows what that ring... It's just an invisibility mm-hmm. ring now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who wouldn't want the shards of Nasil? Narsil? Yeah. Uh, you know, just sitting there on a table, but I'm worried my kids would play with that. Uh, by the way, the, the props, the shard props, sold for over 25000 at auction. Okay. That's nuts. And it wasn't even the most expensive one. But the one I chose would be 
I'm not going to say it right. A palantir. Mm, I did consider that one too. Why but are you going they, for the methods of corruption? But no. they are evil. It, no, 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 no. They're not you all have for evil. A cell phone. They're not all made <laughs> for evil. It's what corrupted Denethor. A palantir is one of several indestructible crystal balls uh, from Lord of the Rings. They were made by the elves of Valinor, and they were intended to be able to communicate one with another. Essentially, these were the Amazon Echoes of Middle Earth. Yeah, but then Sauron touches it, and now it's bad. And he's gone. Joel wants to spy on everyone. No, but this would be a thing where I would honestly would treat it like an Amazon Echo. I'd be like, hey, uh, palantir, play a Howard Shore music. But uh, I also, I just thought this would be a fun thing because also you can communicate. The reason these are these are dangerous is because you have to possess great strength of will and mind to direct where the stone is looking because mm. it looks in the past and the present and the future and you don't know where you're seeing because you could see something and be confused by it. But I honestly just having it as like a little glowing uh, kind of nightlight, I think it'd be cool. Cr- I could go bowing, the bowling with it. The Eye of Sauron it. is your nightlight? It's not only for him. He got one and used Joel, it. Joel, I am so worried yeah, about then, you. Because they're all connected and he had it, that's... That but no, the problem. It's, he's gone. It's like an he's unsecured gone. Wi-Fi password at a hotel no, or something. You can, you Anyone can communicate can with another palantir. No, can guys, get hacked? I give one to you. I give one to you. It's essentially hey, our Marco Polo. Joel, do you cover your camera on your laptop because you'd be doing the same thing to the palantir? I'd wrap it up in my cloak <laughs> and just kind of hold it there. <laughs> no, but this is one of those. I'm things so worried about you. That it, it, it's a glowing orb of light that I could have in my house. I was actually, I was actually just thinking prop. Yeah, for sure. I was actually just thinking prop, but now that it's real, I'm I'm still thinking this. Give me the Palantir. No. I am Pippin. You know the you know what's better than having a tiny little dagger? A sword as tall as you. <laughs> Listen, Aragorn fan club. Hey man. <laughs> give me the de- give me the big sword. Everything Anduril. is Aragorn. <laughs> give me Anduril. Is that what it's called? Yeah, give me Aragorn. Think of Martin big sword. touch this, everybody. Oh my gosh, look at it. It's so good. I'm gonna I, my tongue knows what this tastes like. The guy what? From, <laughs> the guy from Hidalgo touch this. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! You ever seen Green Book? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I obviously would take the big giant cool sword. Hello, I have enough swords. No, I, I could never that's have enough. Not, swords. That's not true. I, have, I could always have more swords, but I, I could always have more swords, and I want Andrew. Obviously, you just want Aragorn. <laughs> I want to be Aragorn. Obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, this was nerdy and fun. Yes, it was really nerdy, really fun. Uh, Let us know if you're playing along at home, uh, what things you would take from the, you know, you take from the movie or where you want to go, scariest moment. We want to hear your answers to these categories on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, we hope you enjoyed this. And if not, we hope you at least, we piqued your interest in watching Lord of the Rings because it really is a fantastic, I might say, one of the best trilogies ever. The best trilogy of all time. Right up there with Star Wars, original trilogy. Oh, better. So much better. Hey, Brendan Mull agrees, it's better. (laughs) Uh, but Glow, here at the end, we'd like to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to anyone you want here at the end, just to say hi and see how they're doing. I've got a couple. So to my husband, Kevin, who puts up with all of my fantasy loving things. He doesn't love fantasy he, as no, much, right? No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets, to, he gets to have everything on in the background uh, when when he's uh, trying to watch sports. Um, and then also um, my, my brother is an artist. So shout out to my brother, Scott Clendaniel. And his art can be found at realartisbetter.com. Nice. Good plugs. Well, thank you, Glow. And thank you for being here. And thank you for being a patron of Bacon Cell. We really do appreciate your patronage and just for listening. Yeah, I was going to say, we found out that Jacob actually introduced you to the Bacon Cell, which is kind of funny. we can thank Jacob. Yeah, Uh, he doesn't listen. It's okay. But uh, you you can hear about that, actually. We did a whole uh, Bacon bit and discussed kind of how that happened. But Yeah, thank you, Glow. Yes, thank you, Glow. Thank you, guys. This was fun. Awesome. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, including Sir and Madam Hicks, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, 
Scott Sprague, Lady Terry Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Johnny English the Brick, Jennifer Kilkowski, Debbie Foster, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Braden Winterton, Angela Plotz, Andrew Dancing Through the Fire, Alicia Bass, Adam Rachel Crump, and Glow Clint Daniel. Well, Clen Daniel. Clen Daniel. Clen Daniel. Clen Daniel. Yeah, no, Clen Daniel. <laughs> like Clan of Daniel. Yes. And then we have our baking council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, Spencer Myers, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole sitting in the Sin Ben Hale, Josh from Rebel One TV, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Allison Gull, and Baker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the myth to our real. Myth real? <laughs> Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to think of a two-syllable thing. Really makes go there. Yeah. But if you want to find me, you can find me at seventy six Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram at Kenny Three DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. You can tell me what a Lord of the Rings casual I am. That's fine. I'll take it. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram and hang out with us. It's fun, mm-hmm. especially on Twitter. It gets a little irreverent. Do it. And then while you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale where you can get yourself some fun merch, all sorts of stuff. If anything, just grab a sticker. Why not? Throw it on some random drive through that you go through. Just uh, It's a challenge. <laughs> it's vandalism. Take, take a picture. Send Stop. It to me. Send it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up. And if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale, where support starts at just $3 a month. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, all right, Glow, we've now finished our podcast about Lord of the Rings. Yes, but what about second podcast? Hey, uh, Palantir, play a Howard Shore music. Can everyone just just get a from everybody? Mine's really dry. I'm the least theatery theater person. It has the juice. Zach is correct. Don't say that your bread is better or you cook a good steak. I'm not doing that thing. It's yeah. very close. It sounds right. <laughs> but they can sell. The book was so it's much better. better. Lying is not okay on bacon <laughs> cell. I don't like when people are constantly teary-eyed. And that's why is that, Zach? Why do you hate me? Oh, what? 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 There's only one, and you picked that one. (laughs) I like attention. You alt boy. Is it really that easy to chop off heads? It's over in Kearns. Is that where Bruce Wayne's parents were (laughs) found? Mordor's in Kearns. Yeah. Crispin Glover energy. I changed the color of my outfit. I could watch that man walk through a door all day. That's why Gandalf is the best. You feel safe when he's around. Oh, he's such a nice grandpa. The Eye of Sauron is your nightlight? (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. You ever seen Green Book? Peta would like a word. (laughs) You guys remember AOL? Got some dreams. You guys guys remember AOL CDs? That was weird. Peace out. I'm going to go research stuff.